Good morning. You're listening to My Rapids Real Estate Show on AM 1320 WFHR, your weekly radio show focusing on real estate, the market, and everything related to housing in central Wisconsin. So welcome back. I'm Ben. And I'm Carrie Nikolai. And we're with Coldwell Banker Seward Realtors here in Wisconsin Rapids. And so today we have Patrick Getterman. Hopefully I said that right. You did, yeah. All right. Absolutely. So Patrick's here in, in the office with us and we are talking about summertime activities. We are going to hit up though on winter because winter is coming. Awesome. But we're going to start with our summertime activities because when it is 40 degrees outside, it's always good to kind of talk about the snow or the sand, the sandy beaches and what you guys do for Northwood Paddle. So we know that you do a lot of giving back to the community um, and you're part of the Chamber of Commerce on the Executive Committee, right? Correct. How'd you get into that? And what, you know, tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> so I like being part of the community. I mean, I shouldn't, I gotta rephrase it. I love being part of the community. You know, that's, it's a self-serving role as well because people hear the name, you know, you gotta, everyone knows that. Right. But you know, where you get to talk to people you get to talk to, people you get to, to touch is amazing. So the chamber, I've served in other chamber boards. Uh, actually, I knew Rapids because I was the president of the Central Wisconsin Home Builders Association. Right. So you guys remember CWHBA mm-hmm. many years. So I served as president several times throughout. So I know the builders here, the plumbers, electricians. I know a lot of those guys just from that. And then I would see Angel at other events. You know, I would be lobbying down in Madison for electric rates. That's here at the economic development summits. And she approached me, this is a couple of years ago. You know, we would you consider being on the chamber board? I wasn't living in Wisconsin Rapids yet. I okay. was trying to. And right now we, we're still waiting to buy a house. You know, mm-hmm. house market, you know, it's, it's crazy. Crazy. So I was waiting to live here you know, and officially move my address to here. <laughs> right. But now we, you know, we're here for, we're, we're here to stay, but I love being part of the chamber, you know, what they do for the community. And here's unique because they're a chamber of commerce and there's a separate entity for tourism mm-hmm. versus a lot of the other chambers are both. Right. Mm-hmm. So you got to wear multiple hats and who do you cater to more, the tourists or the local chamber, you know, local commerce. I really like that. We have a separate entity here. Meredith does a great job for the tourism. Angel and her crew do a great job for the chamber. You know, I always give my hats off to how much they do. And there's good staff from the, I mean, the parades. And you guys are in it. I saw, I, was, I love your trailer, by the way. It is the cutest it's little. It's the coolest thing. Mobile office. <laughs> Mobile office. Yeah, we, we gutted it so that way we could actually do um, offers. We just saw a need at one of our listings where we were literally, we had someone writing an offer at the dining room table. We had someone outside on a picnic table. Someone else was over in a corner. And then we started sending people up the road at the bar. So, I mean, we had, I mean, it was, it was a crazy day. And I'm like, there is no privacy. You know, when you're writing an offer, that's one thing that you really want to make sure that you're doing. But when you've got seven showings going on at the same time and people are trying to write offers on site, I'm like, we need to come up with a better system, something else. And so we, Ben suggested using the bed of my truck. And I just kind of took that one step forward and did the, well, what if I bought a camper? We got it and we just use it as a mobile office. We'll take it to these homes that we know that are going to be extremely uh, a hot commodity. That way, if someone does want to go write an offer, they can go into the camper. We'll have a table. We'll have some benches there. We'll have a printer. We'll have everything that they need. They could write it in privacy and then we can also take it and put it in parades. We can take it to our open houses. We can take it wherever we want. And the goal of it is just, it's our office. It's our it's so mobile cool. office. Yeah. When I first saw it, I believe at the Grand Affair, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Yeah. Such a great idea because that privacy, yeah. you know, when I've purchased homes, I've been in competitions, you know, really you're in competitions, you're multiple people there. I would have loved to have something like that yeah. where I'm not going back to my car, trying to write it on my dash and honking right. the horn accidentally right. a few times. It's that's such a cool thing. It really is. But the parade, you know what? That's thing. The chamber does so much for community. That's why it's being mm-hmm. fun to be part of them. Yeah. It really is. But we, you know, we serve on the park and rec committee here as well. Okay. So that's 
you know, government is, we work with government. You know, that's our niche. That's a good part of what we can do. So the park and rec, we can kind of help guide, I feel, as northward, what we see working in other areas and bring it to Wisconsin Rapids. You know, like the disc golf. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a very growing sport. They're adding different, you know, different, uh, I think they call them, not lanes, you know, they're drivers. I don't disc golf, you know. Right. But they've added on at both parks, you know, so Go it's ahead. that popular. Yeah. So it's, but it's been done for the, through the parks committee. So mm-hmm. I like being part of that. So, but, you know, being part of any civic group, it feels good. You know, it really does. It makes you feel better. You know, when you see things happening, yeah, you are part of that. And it's so neat to see, you know, ideas come to fruition when it's like, okay, I really like to see this kind of get added onto and, you know, going through the steps of making sure that, okay, we're, we're now improving the city that I live in. I can take and just be proud of the fact that, you know what? I found something, we made it prettier, and it's just a more beautiful thing for, for more people to enjoy. Absolutely. Because the city did put a, out an outdoor rec plan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had a third-party consulting firm come in, and you know, this is what, these are all the things we could do, you know, sure. and then put dollar figures to them, and what should we do? So the city actually has put some money into developing plans to make this place and it's outdoor rec plan, so it could be anything from pickleball to walking. I mean, there's other things in there, too. I mean, the fitness park that's down by the hospital. Oh, I mean, right. really great. I mean, yeah, there's six There's six stations, but it's really 12 because it's got all the different levels. Mm-hmm. So if you want to do, you know, the first round is you do for your warm-up is the beginner level. And you just work your way all the way up to the intermediate. And it's just like, this is really pretty. you got the beautiful water to look at while you're working out. And the timing was perfect because we had it in at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. What came up the next year, the federal government said, you can't go and do stuff inside. Right. Especially not sweaty things. Right. Right. Yeah, it did. It came out at the, at the right time. At the right time. And that's where people ask, how was COVID for Northward? Well, we're in the outdoor business. You know, and yeah, we had some struggles and hiccups, as you can imagine, the shuttles, the buses. Mm-hmm. Like we, we didn't use our shuttle. We used buses. Okay. Okay. Like, like full Lake Lamers buses. I love that part. When you see a bus show up to bring you back from kayaking. Yeah. Like, yeah, it I just get, takes you back ooh. to when you're like five years old and you <laughs> yeah. went to, you know, to camp. <laughs> right. Yeah. You got to, you know, sit on the bus. It's wild. It's fun. But yeah, I mean, COVID actually, it, we're in the business that we're somewhat unaffected. You know, I like that part. So we got lucky. And you got to look at that going and, hey, you know, there's businesses that didn't. Mm-hmm. So we feel once once again we got lucky we got blessed with you know what we do from what happened. When back to part of the chamber of commerce portion too, our chamber has been super supportive of our small businesses locally. You know it's great to see such an involved chamber of commerce. And, and like you said, I think one of that one of the reasons is it's not inclusive of the visitors bureau as well. Right. Yeah, and they do because there's also the lending side of it. Okay. Where if a small business wanted, you know, loans and, you know, you don't, you can't really approach a bank yet, there's options there. So there is, it's our incubator side. Mm-hmm. So there is lending options, small business lending options through the chamber. That's great for business development. You know, so exactly. It's the facets that they provide to the area. You know, there's things that I didn't even know until as part of the group. And I figured, I thought myself to be very involved. Sure. Like, oh, wait, we also do that? Mm-hmm. Once you start getting involved, you realize how big the chamber really is and how much you can really do. Absolutely. But unfortunately, a lot of people don't hear about those things. <clears throat> and so, you know, that's one of the things we want to do with our program here is, you know, encourage small businesses to start up, which then encourages growth and job creation and all that stuff, which makes our little neck of the woods even better to be in. And then we get people to live here and buy houses and go play at the lakes. And it's all, it all works together. It does. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's where people who ask me, hey, I would like to start a business. Where did you start? Where I started isn't where everyone else can start and where they started. The best option is to talk to the chamber. It really is. Angel, she has expertise. And if not, she knows who does. Mm-hmm. So if someone wanted to start out a job in outdoor recreation, she knows who to call. If someone wants to be a realtor, she knows who to call. That's what's nice is she has those, she has that Rolodex there that she can, but there's also the lending side, education side, the career development side. It's the best first step. And we see, we do see a lot of people starting brick and mortar establishments. 
and um, at Coldwell Banker Seward here, we do uh, commercial um, real estate as well. And there are a lot of really good affordable options for brick and mortar locations, even here in Rapids. Mm-hmm. But it's really neat. There's so much opportunity here. Man, you make a good point about brick and mortar is everyone thinks that, you know, Amazon and, you know, working from home because you know, people had to work from home is going to continue. It's not. So one of our products that we carry up for the warming house for our leagues is Bauer ice hockey helmets. Okay. So the only way now, and Bauer's trying to push this, to you to be a rep or you to be a wholesale buyer of them is if you'd have a brick and mortar store. You can't okay. have a, you can't be website only. You can't operate out of your garage. You have to have a brick and mortar store, which is pretty neat. Mm-hmm. You know, like we want our products to be seen, felt, you know, held. There are still some of us out there, me primarily, of I don't like ordering online. I just don't because I want to go to the store. I want to touch it. I want to feel it. I want to make sure that the jacket fits right because I might now not need a medium. I might have to go to a large or an extra large because of the way the jacket's cut. And I can't tell that from online. So if I can't buy it in a store, I'm not going to buy it. I mean, I very rarely buy stuff online. Ben is extremely great at finding everything online and, you know, packages show up. It's like Christmas. and. <laughs> but he, he, I'll, I'll do draw the line at a couple things. Yeah. Like footwear and safety gear, like helmets, because mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm a motorcyclist, especially with the safety side of things. And the, you have to get a motorcycle helmet that fits. And the only way to know if it fits is put it on your head and walk around for 10 minutes. And the same thing with shoes. So like skates and you know, all those other things, you really got to be touchy feely with the thing. Well, look how long it took us to find a water bottle for Matthew. So our youngest runs. And so he wanted a water bottle that he could carry. So it had to be, you know, something that he could strap on or, you know, on a belt and we could find them online, but we couldn't find them in person Mm. because he had to find out whether or not it fit his big hands. Sure. So the ones we, we thought we were going to get, they were too small for him or his hand was too big. I don't know which way it should go, but we had to take him to the store and it took us, you know, quite a bit. So once we found something that worked for him, yeah, we bought the store out. So that way he would have enough water bottle holders. So that way he could go run and we could exchange everything. That's a good point, Carrie, is your safety equipment, you know, the mm-hmm. helmet, you know, I want, everything has to fit. Yes. You know, that's like our kayaks, you know, we want them to fit snowshoes. It should fit. You know, if you could try them on somewhere and then, yeah, you can order from your favorite store if it's not around you, 100%. Mm-hmm. But I think that's why Bauer is pushing it to, if you want to be a Bauer rep, have a store so someone can try that helmet on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, are you an adult medium or adult large? You know, are you wearing a stocking cap or are you not? So I really like that. And I think a brick and mortar store is important. You yes. know, right. for Northward, it's ideal. You know, someone, if we have something for, you know, we sell these helmets and, you know, we do that kind of part of it, but we need people when they buy it from us to know they're not bringing it back. You know, I don't do, we do returns. I tell people we don't because when you buy it, you've tried it on, you've looked at it, you felt it, you know, it fits. Right. You don't need to return it. Yeah. That's what your hundred percent safety equipment, jackets, shoes, certain things, you know, I think that stores or big, larger companies are mandating that like, mm-hmm. Hey, we love you to sell our stuff. Out of your store, mm-hmm. not out of your garage. Right. So I did kind of think of one really quick question, which I'm going to totally sidetrack now. Sure. Um, so you got all these kayaks. Every year, new ones kind of come out. What do you do with your old supply? I mean, obviously, you're probably buying them. So is it one of those things where we can call you up and say, hey, Patrick, if you're getting rid of a couple of your kayaks, can we buy them off of you? Yeah, great point. So what do you do with your, your inventory as like new stuff comes out and you're obviously you're, you're circulating it? So that way, the ones that are not looking so pretty, you know, got everything all looking good. We get asked a lot, do you sell your old equipment? I mean, and the, yes, absolutely. You know, and here's why. We try, we try to rotate our fleet mm-hmm. half every year. Okay. Now, obviously, last year, we couldn't buy anything. So we're, we were in a little bit of a catch-22 on what we do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, every year, we want to have half of our fleet being new. And the older fleet becomes more of our... You know, you're using them second. So our staff knows, you know, we're going to take the kayaks from the left side first, you know, so it's nice new stuff. And then if it's big families, large groups, we'll get into the two-year-old stuff. We have some that is three-year-old because it's hard to get 
like the tandems they don't make very often. Sure. But yes, what we try to do is we get our shipment in the spring. Okay. So that's when, you know, at the time we'd have a semi show up somewhere. Right now it shows up to probably my house. Because <laughs> uh, it used to show up to my shop, but you know now that's gone. So if it shows up to wherever. Okay, you know, it's going to show up. Hypothetically, wherever it shows up to, we'll have, we'll unload 40 kayaks and the next week in the spring when ideally you should buy, you know, because it's, you don't want to store these. We'll have them for sale, you know, where it's first come, first serve. I'll probably have a, a larger weekend up in Point or here where you can come see them. You know, you can't really test them out, but, you know, we, we're trying to figure a way to do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Our first year, we still have, it was easy. I mean, the fleet went in hours. Yep. And then just the struggle of getting anything right now caused a little hiccup in that. But nope, our large shipment is, I got confirmation like a week ago, April something or other, I have... 40 new kayaks coming. I'm excited. Awesome. Uh, you got a really good Facebook presence too. So we should keep up with that and watch you online. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Our website is definitely more of a booking platform. You know, that's where, yeah, gonorthward.com is where we want people to book, see our events. It's great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, our Facebook is more of the live stuff. You know, what we're doing today and our, our followers, it's, everything is fun. We get a lot of messages. You know, we have a good following. You know, we really do. So instead of playing the Where's Waldo, we we play the Where's Patrick today and, you know, put out some sort of game of, I wonder where, where you're at today. I love that. We did that in 2019. Yeah. Okay. So we tried to go to every county park and, you know, lake. Wow. I thought I was being cryptic at times. I'm like, no one's going to guess where I am. Not a chance. Seconds. Oh, you're by the dam at Wazicha. Well, technically, no, I'm on the downstream side of the dam. So you couldn't <laughs> even see the lake. And I mean, right away, some guys, oh yeah, I fish all the time. So I've tried to stump my Facebook followers on okay. where I am. And I'm open to ideas. If you ever got a cool place, you know, think of it where, guess where I am. We started at Powers Bluff. Okay. And a lot of people, and they, they're Wisconsin, they're central Wisconsin residents. They had no idea Powers Bluff existed. Yeah. They have kids. Like, what is that place? I think I went there once with the boys. Oh, wow. That was it. And it was only because... I think the kids got sick during a field trip, so they missed the field trip and they wanted mm-hmm. to go anyways. So we went and I'm like, I had no idea that this place existed. Yeah. And I've never played there. I've driven up it to talk on my amateur radio, but. Right. It's on the way know, to, on point, the way to yeah. Pittsville. It's, right. it's got a sign that says two powers bluff. And it's like, okay, well you see it, but you don't really go to it. Right. But it's just kind of neat. I like that. Where's, where's Northward today. Mm-hmm. And it's all those places where I hope people get outdoors. Mm-hmm. You know, our goal is to get people outdoors. If you have your own equipment, great. You know, chances are you're taking someone else with you. They're renting from us. Mm-hmm. And if not, both of you aren't, great. You're promoting the sport, you know, promoting silent sports, outdoor activities, hiking, biking, everything like that. Cool. Well, that's about all I got. Uh, I'm good, unless you got some other fun stuff. No, I'm, I really appreciate this opportunity, guys. This is a lot of fun. And you guys are always fun to talk to. Well, and it's definitely going to be something we're going to be checking out this winter just to kind of see the the hockey. I am not much of a let's go skating type of person, but just sitting watching the people watching. I mean, that really is a sport. It is. You know, people watching is very much a sport. So definitely going to be checking out the people watching on the hockey rinks. I and love definitely that. <laughs> during the summertime, definitely going to get the kids together and definitely doing some kayaking up in Stevens Point just to try it out. Awesome. Cool. Well, Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. guys, yeah. That was fantastic having Patrick over talking about all of the activities that we're doing outdoors here in the county. I know. Okay. Now I want the snow to come and leave. So that way we can go kayaking because that the Stevens Point route sounds really fun. Normally we go down to Ding's Dock and the Wapaka area, but to have something a little bit closer in Stevens Point, I think that'd be super fun. Oh yeah. Well, so, and, and, and they are here. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to the snow going away. <laughs> so- Summer's coming around the corner. It'll be here eventually. I really cannot change the whole entire summer is coming because winter is coming. That's usually our our go-to phrase Uh when we're talking about things. Because even when it's during July, 
winter is coming to practice getting ready for that shoveling of the snow because it's usually the most dreaded part. We don't really have to worry about spring or summer coming because we know that the fun time is coming. And we don't have to buy extra equipment unless it's for the lawn care. That's true. You know, property management in the summertime is important. Right. So, yeah, I don't think we can change it. I think we still got to stick with the winter is coming. So these are pre-recorded shows, of course. Right now is the first week in December. We're at December 2nd. December 2nd. Wow. This year has really gone by fast. And in a good way for many parts of it. I think one of these weeks here, we're going to probably do the reminiscent of the year and just kind of reminisce about all of the sales, all the people we've met and people we've had on the show and kind of find out where they're, they're at. That would be fantastic. We'll do the best of 2021. Of course. Especially with the holiday season here. Right. So it'll be so much fun. I know. We'll have some cookies. We we have had a great year. We have. We've had a lot of wonderful guests doing our our interview portion. Mm -hmm. So we're looking forward to 2022 continuing ahead with this. And it's going to be another good year ahead. Right. And it's one of those things where our year doesn't really end. It just kind of goes right on into the next. And But right. it's always nice just to stop and kind of take back and just kind of reflect on the, the year and look at where we were and how far we've come. And it's um, so as kind of an insight into being, being in real estate, it's an odd nuance that the market tends to slow down here around the holidays. Mm-hmm. And so usually real estate gets kind of a little bit of a break in, you know, November, December, and January. But with the past couple of years, it's just been so intense with the sales going on that it's just, it just continues right along. Right. Um, now this year we're back to a little bit of a, a little bit of a hibernation period. And it's always around that Thanksgiving time where everybody mm-hmm. kind of takes, you know, they stop. Just because, you know, they know that the family's coming over. This is where that nice, natural stop, take a breath. And then we're going to go again. So we know that Christmas is coming up. We're going to try to get some of those houses listed before Christmas time because we want to at least get that step done. And then that way we don't have to worry about Christmas at the house or Christmas wherever. Or we can just then focus on Christmas because we know the house is listed. And that perhaps it already has an offer on it within a couple of days from listing. And so then you can just have the holiday in peace mm-hmm. and understand you're going to be moving out in January. Right. You know, it, it's actually a very convenient time to list the house. Right. <clears throat> um, but I, I do a lot of the budgetary process for us. And, and I appreciate that. Oh, thanks. Um, the weird thing with the budget is we end a lot of our numbers as far as sales numbers and, and things like that at the end of the year. But we can't have our thought process stop at the end of the year. We, we continue to, you know, market ourselves and market the properties and mm-hmm. encourage people to list their house and find people as buyers to buy them. And it, it's always continual, but the numbers stop on December 31st and we start fresh on January 1st. It's like right. magic. Right. There's, there's a magic reset mm-hmm. that happens. But yeah, at the same time, it's like we're we're continuing. I mean, we've got some carryover. We got some other stuff that we're just, we just keep going. Kind of weird being a business owner. I know. I know. But it's really nice. We always do our business planning in October. Right. You know, we get all that stuff done for the next year. So 2022 has already been set. We already know what's going on. So that way we don't have to take that break and go, oh, shoot, we got to take a break here and figure this out. Right. We've got a lot of marketing opportunities all set already. We're going to be in the community quite a bit in, in the next year. Mm-hmm. So we're looking forward to that. And like we were talking with Patrick, looking forward to our mobile office being around. Yes. So, you know, definitely more opportunities this coming up in 2022 to have the mobile office out at community events. Mm-hmm. You know, again, a great opportunity for us. And uh, what a brilliant idea. You had a good idea there, Carrie. I did. It was fantastic. Yeah. All right. So we're kind of looking at the market. So we're going to do a little bit of market stuff. And then I found an article. We got to talk. We got some things to talk about. Yeah. Usually it's me finding the articles. This is I know. A, this is a proud day. I'm proud of you. It was a very proud day. I found something. So anyway, so if we're looking at, you know, homes available in the Wisconsin Rapids area. So again, the greater Wisconsin Rapids area, it's covering Nakusa, Port Edwards, 
Saratoga, maybe parts of Rome, that sort of thing. Buren, Kellner, Grant. Um, we're looking at 31 homes. Wow. I know we're going down, going down. But that's still pretty good. Right. I think last week we were still in the 40s. So, I mean, we're not too far down, but still 31 homes in, in all price ranges. So, again, still plenty of opportunity, especially under that 100000 to to get into. I know that we, um, we're still talking with a couple buyers or a couple sellers who are looking at getting the house listed well before Christmas. So within the next couple weeks, we should be having a few new homes coming up on the market. We'll kind of tease you a little bit with that, but the locations we'll get to in a little bit. Probably next week. Right. And the price point are very competitive here. I think one is under a hundred thousand. Correct. If if not a couple of them. So yeah. There's still a lot of really good opportunities to get a what might be considered a decent deal or a decent price on a house. Well, those first time home buyers were were looking at this is going to be about the same price as rent. And now you get to own the home. The whole entire proud ownership of of a home. We definitely have some some gems in there for you to take a look at. Well, and you're building equity as well. You're you're starting to make your money work for you. Right. Instead of just putting it into um, somebody else's some, pocket. Right. And because real estate is always going to appreciate. Right. It, even the, you know, huge recession in 2008, 2009, the individual homeowners still saw um, an okay return on their investment. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't devalue. Right. Now, now, if you're a bigger investor, that's a whole different ball of wax. That's a little bit outside the program. But yeah, the individual homeowner, it, it may not have exponentially appreciated, but it didn't crash your value so much. Um, right. Especially, remember, real estate's a long game. Right. So you have to anticipate it being a couple of years before you can see growth unless you put money into the house. Correct. Yeah. So yeah, we got 31 homes. I'm super excited about this. Yeah. So definitely got some some opportunities. We're not going to do the, our normal breakdown. Okay. So I know you're super sad, but definitely we got some good homes in that under 100,000. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth, you know, taking a look at. So again, you can give us a call at 715-323-2577, or you can go check out our Facebook page or even head over to, is it MyRapids.com? You got it. All right. So I know some things. Mm-hmm. All right. So normally we do our stage styled and blogged. But go ahead and but talk go ahead. about your article. Okay, so our, the article today, um, I found it online. So it was the uh, realtor, the NAR's executive top level um, article that came out today. So it's from the National Association of Realtors. Correct. And they do a lot of kind of our background work. They really have our back about what's going on in the market, what's trending, um, how the feel of the market is being projected going forward, you know, what what we should look for. What do mm-hmm. they have today? All right. So these are top five remodeling projects to boost resale value. So we kind of talked a little bit about that. You know, you just mentioned, you know, putting in a little bit of funds if you need to do like a quick sale. Um, so their number one is going to be painting. It's and so, something we've yeah. talked about quite a bit. So they said average cost is going to be between nine hundred. $954 to about almost three grand, depending upon the location and type and whether or not you have someone else come in and paint the house for you. But they say stick with neutral colors throughout, like whites, beiges, or soft grays. It is fine when there is an accent wall or whatever. It's different. Um, that's from Mary Beth Harrison, a real estate agent professional in Dallas, uh, told Homelight. Uh, she also is quoting to be saying, but when every room's a different color, that's a cheap fix. Let me try to start. But if when every room's a different color, that's a cheap way to fix with paint. So again, kind of making sure that you have those same colors throughout the house. We understand that, you know, maybe your son wants to have his room green and the daughter's room wants to be purple. But when we go to resale the house, you know, having all of those nice neutral colors throughout kind of makes the house look a little bit more symmetrical. Cohesive, uniform, yep. unified. And, and we've said so many times, 
um, that staging a house is different than living in the house. Mm-hmm. Although, it, you know, you go to some people's houses and they're like, how can they live there? It's completely staged all the time, but that's just the way they are. Right. You know, and even it, the other question we always get to is, well, this room has been the same way since my son was born. And, you know, we really did a nice job with it. You know, one of those things that you can do is just kind of create a scrapbook then. So that way you still have the memories of the room before you go paint it. Mm -hmm. So that way you can look back and reflect on, you know what, this is the beautiful nursery that we had for for little Susie or Johnny. And that way you can still have those those memories with you. Um, The number two is going to be keeping floors consistent. So, again, this is something we always kind of talk a little bit about. Um, is having the consistent flooring throughout the house. So when we're doing showings and we know we entered a new room because there's a new flooring. So hardwoods in the bedroom. Yep. One type of laminate in the kitchen, another type of laminate in the living room, Mm -hmm. and then stick on vinyl tiles in the bathrooms. Right. You know, we, we see this kind of a lot of every, you know, when you went into a new room, I mean, the kitchen's got a different laminate. And then we went into a bedroom that was a little bit lighter of a color. The next one was a little bit darker. We knew when we changed stuff. Keeping the floor consistent through, throughout is a good thing. So, you know, either you install carpet in the living room, the hallway, and in the bedrooms. So that way that's all consistent, the same color carpeting. And then keeping your bathroom flooring matching with your kitchen. So again, it's consistent throughout the house. And I know that's one thing that we were focusing on with our Lennox home is trying to get all the flooring to be where we put in the kitchen and dining room. It's going to go into the two bathrooms. Right. And then we've got hardwoods in the rest of the house. Mm -hmm. But um, so in the the same breath, having just two options, but they're purposefully done. So having the ceramic tile in the high traffic areas where it's, you know, it needs to be water resistant. Mm -hmm. Versus the woods in the more family active areas or living room areas. I mean, it, it's it's purposeful and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, number three is brighten the kitchen. So yep. we kind of talked a little bit that uh, a couple of weeks ago is, you know, depending upon the average cost, again, between three, 300 to a little over a thousand. And it could be as simple as, you know, what we change out the hardware and the kitchen. So maybe we've the the cabinets itself are white that's already bright, but it's got kind of needs a new new hardware. So changing out the hardware would be a good idea. Well, not, and well, and also light fixtures. Mm-hmm. That's in there too. Is you know just changing out the lights. We noticed that in our place when we changed out the lights, we could actually see. It was quite nice. Yeah, but then we saw that we had to clean everything. That is very true. So the the joke is that's why restaurants keep the lights so dim. It's the mood lighting. Right. Um, um, and, and with the lighting, it could be understanding the types of lights that you're using. And maybe you have dim lights, you know, so putting in a slightly higher wattage. And now if you convert to LED, you don't have to worry about the power consumption and you can upgrade to more powerful lights and but not actually use any more energy. Mm-hmm. And then too, if you know you can paint those kitchen cabinets, the base cabinets, changing them out or just painting them a different color, a brighter color is going to help. And then also replacing maybe the countertops. So maybe the bases are good and the the wood is beautiful, but we've got that dated cat countertop. Just replacing the countertop just to make it a little bit brighter will add a lot of value to your home. And that was number four is to replace the dated countertops and appliances. Nice. So we just talked about that. So well, and creating cohesiveness with the appliances. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of having a black range and a stainless refrigerator, but a white-faced uh, dishwasher. Dishwasher, right? You know, it, make them pick one. Pick one. Stick to it. You know, and we've seen that happen too. Of just changing something out, right. it was just even made a huge difference. Um, number five, this one kind of surprised me, Mm. but it was hire a professional cleaner for your bathroom to have someone come in and deep clean the bathroom. Well, how did you learn how to clean your bathroom in the first place? It was probably from your 
parents, which, mm-hmm. which is fine. And they probably learned it from their parents and they probably learned it from their parents and they perhaps didn't know what is available as far as technology and chemicals and techniques currently. Mm-hmm. Um, it says in here, you know, do a thorough cleaning of the bathroom can make a huge difference. And often a professional cleaner can do the most thorough job and definitely pay attention to those grout lines and any signs of mildew. And I know from past experience with our last house, we had the grout lines and we would, I would, you know, make sure that once a year we go through and acid wash the grout lines to remove all the dirt and, and crud that was in there. So that way it looked cleaner every single year. So once a year, not that I'm encouraging going out and acid washing your floors, but just if you got the, the grout lines, you know, finding a, a better cleaner out there to make them look a little, little brighter and a little cleaner. Well, and here's the other thing. Think of the experience of cleaning your bathroom, especially if you have a family with children or pets. Um, how much time do you have in order to devote and dedicate yourself to actually focus on cleaning the bathroom? Mm-hmm. You, you get what I'm, I'm trying right. to get here? Because yeah. you're going to get distracted and it's just going to be something else that has to get done. And, so and sometimes cleaning behind the toilet is not the most easiest thing to do. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of better if someone else does it. Um, and I'm going to put in there perhaps uh, the kitchens as well. Oh, yes. You know, getting all the grease off of the counter or the cabinets, especially above the stove. I know that's always the toughest place to clean. Right. And people don't realize how they live and the stuff that's living with them because it it doesn't just happen. It's always gradual. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially once you get done cleaning and you're like, oh, wow. Especially if you clean one one place and you leave the other side so that you got that before and after difference look. And it's just like, oh, wow, I didn't realize exactly how bad this place was. I didn't realize how dirty this place was. Yeah. And you're like, I got, no, I have to keep going because, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. Um, and that's, again, you know, part of the experience of being in real estate is we get to be in people's houses and, you know, opening up cupboards and stuff and seeing their cleaning selection of products. It's like, wow, they've. That's really neat. That's a new item. You know, I didn't think that you could get a a Swiffer type deal without the little Swiffer pads. And right. So you could make your own or something. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, we see a lot of things in people's houses that we take note of in good ways. Right. You know? And then we go back to our house and, and go, wow, yeah, we're, we got really distracted the last time we tried to clean the bathroom. Right. So we do always like to talk about the styled, staged, and sold blog. Excellent. Or staged, styled, and sold. I always mess it up, but you you have the words in front of you. I do. Styled, staged, and sold. All right. Yes. From our friends at, again, the National Association of Realtors. Excellent. Yeah. Is this another Melissa Dittman Tracy? No. This is um, six home office trends to watch. Okay, so hopefully we're past the closet, the claw office. The office. Yes, slightly. Right, we're moving everything into the living room now. Excellent. Um, so Dave Adams from BDI Furniture suggests this first one of home buyers are looking for homes with dedicated office spaces. Now, this might be a, a trend across the country, of course, but we have seen that here in central Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out to be a little bit of a bigger house than average. I'd say you're on the higher end of the average size house. Um, I've seen most of them in Port Edwards and or along the river Yes, here in town. So like the houses that were built around 1900 or so when this area was really getting populated, 
Well, and that's where, you know, dad had his home office. So it was always close to the front door. So if we worked out of the home or we had the, you know, everyone come in, I think I'm like the realist or not um, insurance agents. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. we had that little room tucked off to the side. So that way we can have clients come in and out of the house without disturbing the rest of the house. Right. And actually that, that was a huge trend back a hundred years ago, even into the 1930s and forties, you know, before a lot of these established again, brick and mortar type of stores, there was a lot of home visit, you know, the kind of the, uh, it, it, it was the precursor thought process to the internet, but still sort of the same thing, you Mm -hmm. know, you go around and selling your wares, you know, out of the back of your car type of thing. Yeah. Um, but they didn't have a brick and mortar store. They worked out of their home office. Yeah. Um, uh, insurance and lawyers. Yes. And um, maybe a doctor, maybe a doctor. Right. So especially um, Wisconsin Rapids is still considered that rural area. So there would be, you know, a, a lot of doctors that would go out and have their base here in town still, but not a full on clinic office. Mm-hmm. Um, which is as amused as I am about that. It, we are kind of getting back to that. Right. Which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. So looking for houses with dedicated office spaces. So if you have a multiple bedroom house and one of them is just kind of clunk, clunky and weird, maybe consider turning that into an office staged sort of place. Ooh. Right. Okay, so number two is dedicated spaces can be created in shared rooms. Um, it says here, for homes without dedicated space, you can create workspace nooks in bedrooms, living rooms, and dining areas. The dining table no longer, <coughs> excuse me, the dining table no longer cuts it as a place for a long-term office space. Office nooks in shared spaces were using dividers, maybe a tall shelf. Mm-hmm. You know, it, uh, we'd like the see, portable curtains? Right, or like the soji screens, the fold-up screens. Um, even topiary walls or like large planters or a group of planters to create sort of that division. That way um, you can keep the office space out of sight, out of mind, but yet still have it accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we've seen this as a potential use in a lot of the story and a half houses. Um, we try to think, where is the second and third bedroom? Well, you have to kind of walk through that quote unquote second bedroom upstairs. So yes, the separate spaces, like you, um, in our living room over, over on 11th, how yes. do we have that set up? Well, we had that set up so that way our exercise equipment, because it didn't fit down the basement stairwell. Um, we put it in, in the back part of the living room and then we put our couch in front of it. So that way, you know, if we did want to work out, we could. You just had to go behind the couch and and work out. It was that nice little divider, and it still didn't take out too much space out of the living room. So the couch was that little bit of divider. And, you know, you'd had to hurdle over it to get to the exercise equipment, so it was a whole track and field experience. Right, but the cat did like to hide in that corner Mm because it took a while to get there. Right, and we hardly ever used it. But That too. Yeah. Although it didn't go as far as becoming a, a coat hook, coat hanger, which I see in, in so many people's places. Because it was in the back of the living room. Back? Okay, so their, their next one that they suggest here is the hybrid furniture solutions. Ooh. So in many households, more than one person may be working from home. This now requires getting more creative with the space. You know, like you always have the option of calling us and we can perhaps sell you a larger house. Yes, we definitely can try to find you a larger home. And now we've been dealing with a lot of this at-home work for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you all have figured it out. But maybe you moved into a new home or a new space. So we can can offer some more suggestions. Now, we've recently gone furniture shopping. Yes. And the picture that they have here in the article is of a coffee table that kind of like extends out um, to more of a lap height. So you can put your laptop or, you know, papers up there, but still work from your sofa or recliner. Right. And I know that it's on our shopping list to go and get, because we're now kind of done with that oversized furniture with the oversized couch. And we have the oversized 
um, coffee table. So we're going to be getting rid of those and looking at doing a smaller, slimmer area. Mm -hmm. And the coffee table, like you had said, the top comes up and it kind of now is our TV tray. Right. So kind of gone is the the idea of the TV tray sitting in the corner, but we can be able to pick that that top up and put it in our lap and eat dinner or work, depending upon what we're doing. Well, and I always liked the the C style, um, kind of like TV trays, but they would they're they're tall enough and wide enough, but it's all one unit. It's not folding. Mm-hmm. They just sort of like slide over the whatever end of the sofa or recliner that you have. Um, a very modern look. Yeah, yeah, and you know maybe a little bit more elegant and less clunky than the, you know, quote TV trays that are all fold up and you put them in the little caddy that rolls into the closet. So you know a lot of times these C style ones are made of plywood. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the the coffee table with multiple functions. That way, someone can be in the office space that you set aside, but another person can be in the living room or another space doing more work. Right. See what the next one is. Standing desks. So standing desks are definitely popular. Um, it, it's, I mean, you know how much you sit around mm-hmm. do, in, in the office doing office stuff, you know, and, and we've got our smart watches to remind us to go and take Move. a walk every once in a while. Yeah. But it's very ergonomic to stand a bit and sit down and work and stand a bit more. Well, I do that with all my crafting. So yeah. we did, I use my bar as my crafting table more than I use it for sitting around and having cocktails around. It's my crafting table because it's the perfect height for sewing. Mm-hmm. So that way I'm not sitting and standing, sitting and standing all day long. I can just stand and I can walk from one station to the next and each station set up. So that way it's ergonomically correct. And it makes making a quilt a whole lot easier versus bending over and getting that stress in the back. So, And I know a lot of my friends down in uh, Madison at the DOT office, when they rebuilt the Hill Farms building, pretty much everything has got standing desks. Yeah. The cubicles and the private offices. And I've noticed that a lot of the standing desks have casters on the bottom. So when you're done working, you can just wheel your office space, you know, back to a a corner corner or put it back into the closet. Very nice. You know, back to the cloffice. <clears throat> as long as I don't have to be in there with the sparkly prom dresses. Um, another thing is to think of this portability aspect, because now your entire house can be your office mm-hmm. to a point. Um, it's always better to do like the video conferencing meetings with your face looking at the light from a window. You know, so consider that if you're having the meeting on your pop-up coffee table on your sofa, which is very comfy, is the sofa backed up to the window, and now you've got all that blinding light coming in. Drowned. To the camera. Right, and it really just, you know, you can't see anything but your silhouette. Right. So office tip, that was a free one. Excellent. You are welcome. Okay, number five is less storage should be needed. Remote workers have fewer requirements for large storage units, you know, like filing cabinets. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has shifted demand away from big, bulky office furniture. Now, now think back, you know, a, a large house with a dedicated office. You got the big um, built-ins. mahogany oh, yes. desk. Mm-hmm. The, the presidential desk. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the big mahogany built-ins behind it. So we're moving away from that into more modern sleek designs. And really, I just had a, um, someone pick my brain about what laptop they should buy for their business. Mm -hmm. And just looking at the specs for tablets and laptops, it's phenomenal what you get in this little mobile package. Right. So you don't even need, you know, the big computer spaces unless you're doing a lot of computer work. Um, And it, it shows here in the, in the picture, again, a standing desk with a very simple modern uh, office chair with the mesh back. And then, um, the bookcase is just simple, understated, and, and opened. Um, black cabinetry, you know, like mm-hmm. you'd find it at Ikea, perhaps. Yep. Uh, the last one is number six, create a Zoom room, with quotes, a Zoom room. Right? Okay. 
Most remote workers will need a place appropriate for video conferencing. Ideally, you'll want your Zoom room to be in a quiet area of the home. You want your background to be professional, but infused with some items that show your character. You can enhance the natural light in the room with lamps or a ring light to get an appropriate look. You also want to sit with good posture, so your face is at the right level and angle to the camera. A good ergonomic chair can help, and they're giving some more tips for looking your best on video. Of course, I'll some of those tips up on our Facebook and stuff. All right. Excellent. I know I, I always kind of struggle where to have that Zoom meeting. Mm -hmm. um, it's either sitting at the kitchen table, and then we always kind of choose whether or not they want to see the groceries that haven't been put away, or I'm in the office at home, and we've got the beautiful china cabinet behind us, behind, mm -hmm. but we do have that one buffalo that looks like it's floating in the air because it's kind of in the um the stuff, base the stuffed buffalo in the base yeah the stuffed buffalo in the in the base so we've got a floating buffalo in the background and sometimes it's the background stuff that catches everybody else's eye and they totally forget to pay attention to what you're talking about because they're trying to figure out why there's a floating buffalo right or i'm trying to figure out why there's a floating buffalo and i'm like giggling because it looks like a floating buffalo is behind me because you can see your own video mm-hmm mm -hmm. and see i'm totally the opposite where i will set up a dedicated space with appropriate background and perhaps even paint a wall like from a green or blue just mm -hmm. so i can do the the blue screen right appropriately mm -hmm. yes um so that's where you and i differ <laughs> um i've got the floating buffalo and you have the the more i know what i'm doing you know but we've we've been working at home for a couple of years now mm -hmm. so i think everybody's familiar with the uh, video conferencing, or at least I would hope so by now if you've been video conferencing for the last two years. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's a lot of lot of really cool ways to upfit your house. Yeah. But I think we're coming down to the end of the show, so. Excellent. I want to wish everybody a, a good holiday season ahead of us, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, of course. You know, it could be closer to Christmas or not. But if you're looking for any of the listings in the area, head over to MyRapids.com. And, of course, our social media outlets. And, Carrie, you have a phone number, don't you? Yes, I do. It is 715-323-2577. So it's also a very textable number. So if you prefer to text, you know, feel free to do that. All right. Well, you guys all have a great Central Wisconsin day, and we'll talk with you soon. Bye-bye.